<clears throat> yeah, let me get all my lips smacking out of the way. Hold on. Man, as as bad as that still is every single episode, uh, I was re-editing the first episode, and holy shit. I had already edited a lot out, but there was still so much... Like, I feel like well, since I noticed it, I actually do it more egregiously somehow. You should just do that thing where you don't you mute your mic when you're not speaking again. <laughs> like pretty much everybody at some point or another goes, Well, I think that But sometimes <laughs> I don't know if like multiple people are starting to talk at about the same time, but sometimes it just sounds like somebody is eating a jelly sandwich in the microphone. <laughs> while Fancy jelly? Like so preserves. Jam, uh, jam, yeah. Not preserves. That That's Smucker's commercial. Preserves are different. Does someone yes. please pass a jelly. And that fancy lady faints because she's scandalized yeah. by that country man. Yeah, and he's like apparently drugged her at some point before that. I always like spreadable fruit, which is just their word for jam. I like an all fruit. That's a nice. Bullshit! All fruit? I don't think they have all the fruits in there, and I, I don't think, think it would taste very good. I think you're misreading the, the name of that thing. <laughs> is all fruit is kind of fruit? Is it just like out like al fruit, or is it all fruits? That would be al fruit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Al fruits jelly. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say it's probably pretty good. Al's got hey y'all, I'm Al. Come get some well, of not, my jelly. Mind. I don't want your jelly. It's get my out of jam. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why haven't they done that yet? <laughs> That's a fucking catchphrase. Perfect for jelly. Shit. Oh, you man. are right. Or for jam, Kevin. No, no. It has to be jelly. Yeah, because if you say jam is my jam, that's... That's just stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Wait, so you're saying this jelly is my jam? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Okay. So you're Smuckers saying, jelly. like, it's my jam. Uh, that's being said by an underprivileged person who cannot afford proper jam and there is saying, go. this jelly that's is another... my jam. That's oh. another level. Welcome to, hey, let's talk about that movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Hey, let's talk about this movie or whatever. Which movie? The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, I think you're pronouncing some of those words wrong. No, he's doing it right. Proceed, Logan. Tahi Grand. No, no. Buda. Oh, Jesus. Hotel. This is going to be one of those four hour podcasts, isn't it? It's better. But. Do you want to do you want to take the lead, Matt? Or you or since you have Kevin, some... are are you prepared to uh, talk about this movie? I could. All right, so go ahead. But Logan said that asked if I would like for him to do it, and I was very clear in my uh, saying of yes. Okay, I Logan. Would like for him to do it. I mean, you can do it. I'd prefer to you do it, Kevin. But I don't know if you if you. I wanted... don't think Kevin is prepared. Okay, neither I am I. Like... I didn't, but, like, write anything out. Let's fucking do this. All right. All right let's go. Come Bye. on, man.
Let's do this shit. I don't mean necessarily have anything written out. I just mean no facts about it that you can say a couple of things about it, like the name of it. uh, This is a movie about a book about an author. What? I was trying to do the thing. Yeah, but you were talking over the thing I said. So <laughs> I didn't. You weren't talking. The yes, best, I was. Best, obviously, the best I'm, thing to do when someone else is talking is just yell over the other person and continue to talk. Right, Look, Kevin. I'm looking out for you for your edit. So when you try and have yourself start this thing off, it's not. It's a movie by Wes Anderson. I did not hear you speaking. If you were speaking, forgive me. Just looking out for you, buddy. Whatever. You go ahead. You can enter, introduce the thing. Go ahead. No, I was telling you to hold on a second no. and start over without me talking. No. I was like, Kevin, you should enter. Uh, Wes Anderson did this. I didn't say anything about Wes Anderson. I said it's a book about a movie about a boys. author going to a hotel. Boys, boys, there's enough of me to go around. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I want you to just edit this with like I said it's <laughs> that's your explanation of it is I said it's a movie about an author going to a hotel it's a movie right. about a book about an author going to a hotel it is it's very meta does anybody well we should probably set it up I was going to ask a question but... yeah we should probably do the introduction first Hey, Kevin, let's talk about this movie or whatever. Sounds great, man. I'm, I'm all for it. All right, you can tell us about this movie since it's your pick this week. All right. This movie is called... Matt, do you have anything to say? That's not the name of the movie. You're fucking lying. No, I'm just, I'm yeah, just trying to I, get this out I of the way. I think I watched the wrong movie. I'm just trying to make sure we're all ready. And nobody's going to just start talking. Are we good? Are you going to start talking? Because you should. Me? I am talking, don't you? God damn it. Anyway, this movie is called The Grand Budapest Hotel. It's directed by Wesley Anderson. (laughs) All right, was that me or did Logan, did you hear that too? That cutting out? Uh, That was just you. All right, I think I need to reset my internet completely. Yeah, your voice is all warbly. Yeah. (laughs) Because this is what I heard. This movie is hotel. It was. It, yeah. <laughs> it sounded it sounded great for my end. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was pretty <laughs> fine until you just yelled something in the middle of it. That's why I asked. I want to know if I need to go uh, reset my internet or if uh, Kevin needs to start over. Well, he... all right, I'm gonna go through reset some internets. All right. See ya. See ya. Wait, do you have to, like, go, like, somewhere to reset it? I think he has to unplug his router. Oh, man. That'll take, like, a couple minutes. I hope his router's, like, in his house. And he's not, like, stealing it from someone. <laughs> he's not stealing Wi-Fi from his neighbor. He has to go break in. Hello? Hey, Matt. How's it going? Let's be quiet and pretend we're not here. <laughs> hey, you sound awesome, Matt. Hey, you guys sound a lot better, too. Have you Sorry been working out? Yeah, I've been working out my voice by screaming. <laughs> I have been eating more. <laughs> well, I have been eating more. <laughs> All right, did you so, do your intro yet? Oh, no, we didn't do an intro. Yeah, we got to do that. So, hey, 
Let's talk about. Alright. Movie? Yeah, some movies or whatever. So, I this is our podcast where we talk about movies. I, I'm Logan. You are not hey. Logan. Oh, and man. don't even pretend like you are. Alright, take two. Hi, this is our podcast where we talk about movies or whatever. I'm Logan. And I'm hey. Matt. And I'm Kevin. Nailed it. Cut, print, we're good. I almost said that I'm Kevin. If you had, I would have seamlessly said I'm Matt. And we would have just rolled. We would have just kept going. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Excuse everyone. I'm surprised you didn't go with I'm Dylan. (laughs) That's still a thing? Is Dylan still a thing? That's pretty funny. But this week we talked about <laughs> what the fuck going on? Right. Yeah. Did he so, take drugs that we didn't take? He's in a fancy he's high on fancy suitness. Oh, so. that's right. The bow tie is cutting off circulation. He's just gone mad with power once he has a, like fancy stuff on. I'm telling you guys, this discontinued Floridian Belgian ale is pretty fancy. He's got a fancy drink, so he's got so he's just mad with power right now. He's just and drunkenness. Mad with powers of drunkenness. Mad with drunken power. Drunk on power and liquor. I'm just trying to prompt discussion. Okay. With prompts such as this week we talked about. Oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah. Okay, because it just seemed like you had a stroke (laughs) or something. That might have happened also. About. So we we and we didn't actually talk about it yet. This what this is for. We watched the Grand Budapest Hotel, directed by Wes Anderson, starring Ray Fiennes. And some other people whose names I did not look up. I wanted to create the illusion that we didn't record the intro until the end of the podcast and then we put it at the beginning. <laughs> That's a really weird thing to want. Yep, I'm a weird guy. This movie was released in 2014. Would anyone like to give a brief plot uh, summary or synopsis? I would hate to do that. Why would you... Wait, okay. I respect that, but why would you hate it? Because it's a pretty convoluted plot. It It is hard to try and relay, at least as the story is told. I mean, you can't say in essence it's the story of M. <laughs> Gustav. All right, let me We're break getting into very esoteric questions here. The Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel at its root is about a concierge and his wacky adventure with his protege in training, Zero. But it uh, it does, like, it starts out... It's very confusing because they're... Uh, to, Start- to, to summarize it, because it starts out... It starts out in present day with... Well, all right, I'll, I'll hold off on that, because that will just lead into a deep discussion of the thing. 
All right, so you see someone reading a book at a statue about the author. Then it cuts to the author. Then it cuts to the author talking about his days at the Grand Budapest Hotel. Then it goes to him talking to the owner, of the current owner of the Grand Budapest Hotel, who then talks about his life and how he acquired the Grand Budapest Hotel, which leads us into the actual meat of the film and where everything takes place. So it jumps right away from like present day to the 80s, then to the 70s or 60s, and then back to the 30s. Yeah. The frame of the story, the girl going to the cemetery where the author is buried to apparently read his book, I don't know, like it's some kind of pilgrimage, maybe takes up like five minutes of the movie Yeah, at the most. If that, yeah. It Probably feels less. Like less than that. Because maybe two or three minutes at the beginning and then like 30 seconds at the end. No, uh, like I would probably say like two, two minutes like overall. Yeah, it was way less at the end. The end was basically just a quick shot and then it was over. Spoilers. If you've heard of this movie, you should have already seen it if you want to see it before listening to this. So, Good job, Matt. <laughs> so let's go ahead and just talk about it. All right. This movie, I really liked it. It was, I mean, it's Wes Anderson, you know, doing what he does. Yeah, which we're going to have to have a, a slightly deeper Wes Anderson in general discussion during this episode. I mean, beautiful shots. He sets everything up wonderfully. It's very, you know, everything's very intentional. It's just very, what's the word I'm looking for? Orchestrated? Yes, I was going to say choreographed, but orchestrated is much better. Both are good words. Don't so undermine your impulses, Logan. Believe in yourself. <laughs> But it's very meticulous. He's does a great job. It's Wes Anderson just setting up shots, years of work. I always, whenever I watch anything by Wes Anderson, I always like just think it's some of the most hipstery bullshit <laughs> I've ever seen. But I always love it. I eat it up. <laughs> I love it. It's so beautiful and great. I'm not sure hipstery is how I'd describe it. It's just so I don't know, um, like composed and so. Kevin, I think the word you're looking for is orchestrated. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, uh, like a certain class of hipster, I'm sure, would be super into uh, Wes Anderson films, whereas a certain class would despise Wes Anderson films. Also, I like talking about a vague group of people which may or may not exist. Like it's this is an established thing. I'm pretty sure hipsters exist. What what is, is a hipster? Is that, was that from the nineties? I believe the first hipsters, yes, were probably created in the nineties. I'm just imagining someone like with like clone tanks and like the hipster <laughs> It's almost ready. <laughs> My greatest creation. And then it comes out and says something snarky, and he's like, oh, oh yeah. what have I done? Greatest. Shit, I'm going <laughs> to torch the lab. <laughs> but life finds a way. Ah, bringing it back to Jeff Goldblum. Nice. Oh, yeah, he was in this movie. Oh, Tie-ins. So what do you think about it, Kevin? I found it delightful. I thought Rafe Fine's character, who I guess you would describe as a dandy, was was wonderful. I thought of him as a kind of guy, like, if you worked for him, 
you wouldn't know if he liked you for months just because of how direct he is in his orders and how perfect he wants everything. But then the first chance he has to show you that he likes you, you're not, you're never going to doubt it. Love that character. I think this was the most I've ever liked Ray Fiennes. <laughs> like I loved him as M. Gustav, Maestro Gustav. Yep. Yeah, this is easily other than like Voldemort. I think is probably his, <laughs> like his signature performance. I would say Voldemort was kind of a dandy as well. I don't know that I would necessarily call him a dandy because he did go to prison later. And he did know how to handle himself, apparently. Oh, you can't be a candy ass. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> if we've learned anything from the Penny Dreadful. And he was in Checkpoint 19. And if we learned anything from shirtless Harvey Keitel, it's that Checkpoint 19 ain't no two-bit huskow. If I were, like, billing this movie, I would have said Ray Fines and Harvey Keitel's pecs. How old is that dude? <laughs> And he shows up looking like a friggin' bodybuilder. I wondered, like, for the first few minutes, is this CGI? Maybe like a really old bodybuilder. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he looks like an old guy. I mean, I've seen other things where, like, uh, what was it, The Pianist? Where he's, like, full-on naked, and he, he wasn't, like... The Piano. The Pianist? pianist Another, it was an Adrian Brody. Brody. Yes. Oh, we're tying shit together. Man, this shit's going to be so knotted up when we're done. I think it's just because Wes Anderson put so many people in this movie. Yeah, it seems like he just put roles for everyone who's ever worked for him in this film. <laughs> I didn't see Luke Wilson, though. That was disappointing. Was Owen in it? Yeah. He did yeah, have a key part. He, he was one of the he... conci- other concierges. Yep. <laughs> I love yeah. all of the... Society of Cross Society Keys. of the Cross Keys. That was my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> it, it was pretty damned awesome. I like this movie a lot. It may actually be my favorite Wes Anderson movie now. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I haven't watched Moonrise Kingdom, though. I still haven't seen that, or Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'd have to rewatch some of them, but um, Mr. Fox, Royal Tenenbaums, uh, um, Rushmore. Rushmore is fantastic. I have uh, some of those. I have hard copies of some of those if you want to borrow them. Uh, I have Mr. Fox. If uh, Does anybody have Life Aquatic? No, I don't. That's one that I actually have been meaning for a while to go back and watch because a lot of people talk about it very fondly. I wasn't super into it. Like, I didn't hate it, but I, I wasn't super on board, pardon the pun, with it when I saw it. But... um. I don't know. I want to go back and give it another chance. I really liked Life Aquatic. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, my experience was the opposite. Is like, I really liked it, and everybody else was like, oh my god, this is the worst Wes Anderson. I'm like, shut up. See, it's got well, Bill Murray in the starring role. That alone makes it like top five, I guess. Here's the thing. A lot of people hate a lot of Wes Anderson movies, and I totally disagree Like with their reasoning. I'm like, like that's why I love this movie. How about what was the one with uh, the brothers on the train? Darjeeling, yeah, Darjeeling Limited. Limited. Yeah, I really like that too. A lot of people didn't like I, that. Yeah, but I liked it a here. lot. Yep. Same here. Um, maybe we're just great uh, film viewers <laughs> and we just understand things on a deeper level. Well, yeah. honestly, I didn't like Rushmore very much. 
Oh man, Rushmore oh, is fantastic. I liked Rushmore. Yeah, I fucking saw Rushmore when it came out and loved it. Yeah, if I mean, it's a good movie because it's a good director and just good actors and good I, But like, I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't like it very much. It was like, it was all right. It's not a bad film at all. I just didn't care for it. Was I, it because of it. Jason? Jason, what's his name? Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Was it because of his character? Because yeah. his character was kind of a shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely was. Well, I actually, uh, I saw uh, Rushmore again more recently. And I, like, I still really liked it, but I feel like I didn't connect with it quite as much as I did when it first came out. (laughs) When you were the age of the main character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which that's possibly why. Because I was a dickhead genius in a shitty school. Oh, and uh, Bottle Rocket. Oh, uh, boy. Have I talked about Bottle Rocket on here before? I don't think so. I don't know. I had, like, a weird connection with Bottle Rocket when I was a kid. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's what I should do with my life. Be a <laughs> shitty criminal. <laughs> I thought you were going to say filmmaker. Nope. <laughs> it was like, um, all right, I'm going to try to make movies about shitty criminals. And if I fail at that, a uh, shitty criminal. Well, one of the more remarkable things about those two is that's before he started becoming quite so um, idiosyncratic. Like he didn't necessarily have the the style that people would associate with him now, right? You which know, with I, all the perfectly framed shots and the you know um, strange going goings on. Which uh, there was there was always a little bit of that, more so in Rushmore than Bottle Rocket. But then it really with Royal Tannenbaums. Yes, that's where he kind of hit that groove, I guess. And then I had I had another sort of breakthrough <laughs> on his stuff. I had kind of a a weird realization um, after seeing the Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then Moonrise Kingdom right after it. I started like I was seeing Moonrise Kingdom like it was a stop motion animation film, but just using live action instead of stop motion. Like the way everything is set up and framed, it's like, okay, I the third act of that movie could easily be animated. I mean, if they had just shifted to animation, I don't think it would have. I mean, it. It really is like it's if you look at that, like pretty much every part of that movie, it's like, okay, this could be on a tiny miniature set with little bitty people. (laughs) Which makes me think of the um, the chase scene. They're chasing Willem Dafoe. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was really fun. On the uh, sled. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, how do you stop this? He's like, "Uh, (laughs) I don't even know how we're going. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we've got universal praise all around for this motherfucker, right? Yep. I'm into it. I actually considered, I rented it twice because it's been, I think we've been trying to record this for like three weeks now. Yeah. I, and I actually considered renting it again. That's how much I liked it. I was just going to buy it, but I didn't. It would have been cheaper for me because <laughs> I think the first time I rented it, I forgot to take it back to Redbox, and then I <laughs> for five days. Yeah, I intentionally kept it for a couple of days. The second time, 
I liked uh, Jason Schwartzman's character in this when they <laughs> they introduce him as Monsieur Jean, and then, like, uh, when, and then when he finally talks, he's like, "Hey, how's it going? Can I help you with your back?" <laughs> I love Jude Law's description of him. He's like uh, a lazy but accommodating, or something like that. Yeah, that was but extremely accommodating. <laughs> the structure of this film is convoluted. Is not a bad word. To describe it, but it definitely it's... has a negative connotation, which I, I, I didn't mean it that way when I said convoluted. Well, I, when I say convoluted, I meant that. Fuck! What did I mean? <laughs> usually, when I say words like convoluted, <laughs> I usually mean convoluted. Well, I had a very <laughs> Matt said convoluted earlier, and I used it. Complicated? Is that what you meant? I mean, it's the same thing, except one no. nicer way to put it. I just totally lost. Logan, <laughs> that's not the same thing. It's let's not. Say, let's say convoluted. It's not positive. a bad way to describe it. Positively convoluted. I, I don't. I don't know that I understand exactly why it was structured this way, other than to be convoluted. And not, not that he was trying to be convoluted. I think it was kind of a nod to the book to show that it was from a book. Well, I but mean, it it's, it's... It wasn't from a book specifically. Right. It's, it's like the whole thing is kind of inspired by a single author. And there are some aspects taken from some of his books. And the author was kind of, you know, uh, the Jude Law character, uh, author who supposedly wrote the book, The Grand Budapest Hotel which is not a real book. That author is kind of supposed to be the author that inspired the film, Stefan Zweig. Um, but that also, right. the character of Gustav was based on that guy. Oh, that I did not know. That's interesting. Yeah, that was like that was supposed to be just that character was based on that guy in general. Interesting. So, so can I assume that the keys were a nod to the book? The keys left at his, what I can only assume is a shrine, or it's his tombstone. Is that why the, all the keys were there? Uh, a monument. I don't know that he was necessarily buried there. Well, it was a cemetery. Oh, it was? All right, he's probably buried there then. Yeah, and what was the place called? The town that oh, um, started up in? <laughs> I actually, I looked it up, and the fake town was named after a vodka. Interesting. Right. <laughs> And Tom Wilkerson is the guy who played the author in that little interim between the... In the 80s, like Jude Law turns into Tom Wilkinson. No, Tom Wilkerson turns into Jude Law. That's in the movie. Linearly, he would would be the other way around. (laughs) And then turns back. Yeah. Is this convoluted enough for (laughs) you? Another thing that, that just struck me as odd, another odd choice was like when we first see Wilkinson doing the intro for the book, and then he like stops in the middle to yell at his kid. That was kind yeah. of awesome. No, don't, don't, don't! <laughs> Stop. Which I wondered at first if the kid was the girl, but that was clearly a boy, right? Yeah. I think the girl at the end was just uh, a fan. Just like, a I feel like that is just a thing that fans do, is that they go visit his, his little... Uh, grave or monument or whatever and, and i kind of re- like to think that's his son and he had gender reassignment surgery 
All right, choose whatever you want. And went to just see all these people loving his dad, who never had time for him. He was always writing stupid books. And that's that's why he turned out the way he did. So you're saying anyone who has gender reassignment surgery has something seriously wrong with them. His father is an author that would rather talk to imaginary cameras about their book than actually play with them. Yes. Okay, so you think that in the 80s he was insane and talking to no one. (laughs) There wasn't a camera there. He was talking about his book. He was just reciting it to an empty room. All the choices in the later segments, I mean, it seems like he could have just told the story of M. Gustav from A to Z. We didn't need the three other time periods that we see. But there's there's like remarkable little things in each part that individually I like very much. I wonder why he made those choices. Well, to me, it's like it's not about Gustav. It's kind of about the story of the story. You know, okay. like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yes. OK, cool. It's about <laughs> the journey. It's not what I said, Logan. It's about storytelling. Right. right, and then storytelling about storytelling. Right. Since this was inspired by uh, an author who uh, Wes Anderson obviously reveres. <laughs> I listened to a podcast earlier today that actually was a review of The Grand Budapest, and they said that the author, this was based on, killed himself and left a quote-unquote surprisingly jaunty suicide note. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if there's ever a setup for a Wes Anderson movie, that sounds like it. But I guess I guess um I can see how he would have made those choices if he were basing this on the writings of a real person. Right. Because Which it is... does it does it shows the before, during and after, basically. The legacy and the the building of the legacy, at least in uh at least in a small way. Which he did, I believe, you know, the author character in the movie, like he moved to somewhere in South America and just sort of lived there for the rest of his life. The guy that this was based on? Yes. And the author said that towards the end, the author character said um, that he was going and like that he meant to go back and visit the Grand Budapest one more time. But he he never found the time or he never got around to it or something like that. Yeah. Did say that. Should we talk a little more about the story or? No. I don't talk think... about what you want to talk about. Uh, I mean, you can, but I don't think we really need to go very much in depth on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we 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 can't like do the story justice. <laughs> um, just right, anything I mean, you want to talk about. And 90 percent of the movie to me is is Ray Fiennes. And if you're not seeing that, then you're not getting the movie. See, yeah, I, I um, loved him. <laughs> I really liked Zero. I liked Zero a lot. I, I thought he too. was very good, too. Yeah, he was great. He did not seem like a younger version of uh, F. Murray oh. Abraham to me at all. But yeah. that's, <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> as far as performances, I thought Adrian Brody was pretty good. And I mean, it's a pretty small part. Um, I'm not used to seeing Adrian Brody just be a complete bastard. No, <laughs> he was funny. 
That's how I think of him. Like, I imagine that he's a bastard in real life. I imagine he's, like, a super nice guy in real life, honestly. No, he probably is, but he's just one of those guys that, in my head, for some reason, when I think (laughs) of him, I just imagine him being a dick. Uh, One of my favorite parts is uh, (laughs) when he notices that the painting is missing, that the two guys stole. Yeah. And they put up the craziest fucking painting I've ever seen to replace (laughs) it, which... Yeah, of the like kind of abstract ladies doing stuff to each oh, other. It wasn't abstract. It yeah. was quite detailed. <laughs> I remember it, it was... as abstract. It has been three weeks since I've seen this movie. Maybe I've rewritten was... some stuff. Yeah, it, it was. was uh, it was pretty graphic. Graphic. Yes, that's a great word. It was very and uh, I, th- I like Jeff Goldblum. I liked. Um, I really liked Ed yeah. Norton. Oh yeah, I, I mean, was going to ask about his that. His part was so simple, but like in that very first scene where he comes in. He's so um, heartfelt and and low-key. I've never had such a small scene kind of hit me with that kind of emotion. Which he seemed kind of of the same way in um, Moonrise Kingdom. You remember his character in that as the scout leader? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a tad more wooden. This guy was like... I feel like this guy was kind of that guy if instead of scout leader, he was like a commander <laughs> in the military. Uh, half Nazi or whatever. Yeah, the um, the zigzag division. <laughs> with the, like it, it was Z's instead of S's, but it looked yeah. like the SS yeah. symbol. And I loved uh, Fines talking about how dreary the death squad's <laughs> uniforms were. <laughs> And I really liked, uh, yeah, I really liked him standing up for his 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 uh, servant, basically. Get your goddamn hands off my lobby boy. My lobby boy. That's what I mean. I mean, up until that point, he hadn't been friendly with Zero. I mean, he was talking to him nicely in the in the car, but that was the first time you really get an indication that that he cares for the kid. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's maybe what I liked about it. Yeah. That, it, uh, that, if we're like, going to talk about our favorite scenes, that that might be mine. That whole scene, including Ed Norton's part. The, at that point, I feel like you get the impression that he doesn't act like that because he's cold. He just acts like that because that's appropriate <laughs> for uh, someone of his status. Well, I think he acts like that to get business done. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the impression that I got. it's appropriate. <laughs> and he does he, when he goes to prison. He acts appropriately for prison, although he still acts like himself. He acts like a gentleman and offers people tea or um, the mush? soup. Yeah, it's like I think he called it mush. <laughs> I don't remember. The, or was it gruel? No, I was pretty sure it was mush. He's like just, it's, it. He's a little it. salt. <laughs> he salts it for the guy. You got the big yeah, scar on really like that part. How did he get tied up with Harvey Keitel's gang? Because? Well, cause, yeah, because he came front like, it's the first day there. He beat the shit out of Pinky. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pinky questioned, like, his masculinity. So he beat the shit out of him. He's like a proper man in whatever situation that he finds himself in. And he's like, ah, oh, this is where I am now. I will conduct myself accordingly <laughs> to succeed here. He is uh he was the last bit of civility in the world or that his world was gone before he before uh he existed in it if it ever Again, it's been 3 weeks since I saw this movie. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> wish I could have seen it uh 
again. I like, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about Adrian Brody when he was like yelling at him about getting his, his, uh, <laughs> his mom's painting and called him a fag. And he was saying, like, you better keep your hand. Like, you better not ever touch my mom. Better never like, found out that you touched my mother. Yeah, he's like, like, living or dead. And he's like, I thought I was supposed to be a faggot. And he's like, yeah, but you're, you're bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> what was it he said to him? He, he called him a fruit. And he's like, uh, and how is that supposed to make me feel? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of uh, questioned him at one point. He was like, you know, about what he might have done with uh, his mother. And uh, Gustav was like, I go to bed with all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good line. As far as other performances, I, I wasn't really fond of Willem Dafoe's character. Um, I didn't really. He was just like a he just, He's just thug. like a thug, right? For yeah, that's what he was. Brother. I mean, he did yeah. really well, but he's William Dafoe. <laughs> It didn't, just a, it didn't just a snarling thug. Oh, I had a question. Kevin, you said you listened to a podcast that uh, somebody talked about this movie? Yeah, I listened to the Slate spoiler special earlier. Oh, let's just do whatever they did. They talked about the movie. Oh, we should do that. We should start yeah, talking about the that movie. Do you have a transcript? We'll just read that. No, we don't have a transcript. Why would I have a transcript? Fuck, I'm sick of generating content myself. <laughs> You want to be like BuzzFeed or something and <laughs> just, just make up. shit up? <laughs> There'll just be a podcast of me going, here's something else I read. This. And, <laughs> and then maybe I read that uh, Ray Fiennes is actually a Nazi. Did I read that? Is that true? Some people say Ray Fiennes is a Nazi. <laughs> we like Fox News. Be like Glenn Beck. I'm not saying he's a Nazi. I'm just saying. It's weird that Fox News mostly just cares about the truth, but then they dropped him as soon as, as soon as the sponsors pulled out of his show. That's hmm. that's because it stops being the truth when people stop believing it. It's a, a free market decides the <laughs> truth. <laughs> that's, that's totally a cold bear. How it works? <laughs> yeah, that is a cold bear joke. <laughs> what was everyone's favorite scene? The crossed keys was my favorite scene. Yeah. Side of the cross keys. <laughs> that was just insane. The segment <laughs> that goes all over the world. Yes. Here, take care and of just, this. And so many cameos. It had uh, Owen Wilson and Bill Murray and Murray. was it Joel Gray? Or what? what's that guy's name? He was in um, Monuments Men also with Bill Murray. It went through like no less than five different concierges, right? Yeah, just to just to get a ride. It well, it was yeah, it was them just all following different concierges. Yeah, or favors for favors, and it's funny because every time you see someone talk to the concierge, and then he says, "Go turns to the lobby boys like take care of this, whatever they're Bye. doing." They're like, <laughs> right, either be it tasting soup or giving CPR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> And they step in flawlessly. Yep. Uh, Kevin. Yes. Was it Bob Balaban? Yes, that's his name. Okay. And I didn't recognize the guy who looked like he might be Hindu. He had the 
I think he was. He was in... yelling at someone to raise something higher. <laughs> was that the same guy from Life Aquatic? I've definitely seen him before in, in one of the movies. Yeah. Um, all of the stuff in the prison was good. Every every scene in that was was really good. Harvey Keitel's small part was good. Yeah. I liked the even like um, to show you more about how polite and and kind that. Ray Fine's character could be even when he was looking at the design for the escape plan. He's like, "Who drew this? This is this is excellent line work. You show marvelous potential as an artist." <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that was. Uh, was wait, was that uh, Harvey Keitel's character? Was that Harvey Keitel's character that drew yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, hmm. I had nothing to add to that. <laughs> it's just. I, I but then they they dig care. their way out with the tiny <laughs> digging tools that were hidden in pastries, yes, in tool, tiny tool shaped pastries at that. And I love the uh, the little bit of it coming in where the guy's like uh, salami's coming in. He chops that up. Yeah. Something else coming in. Chops that up. Cheesy stabs in the holes. He sees the tiny little pastries and is like, eh, pass. <laughs> yeah, this is like I don't want to ruin this. <laughs> so something special for these guys because they're beautiful and tiny. Yep. We haven't mentioned uh, Zero's girlfriend, Agatha. Agatha, with the birthmark of Mexico on her face. Yep. They didn't give her a lot to do. Nope. She's. I mean, she's integral to the plot, but yeah, she's. You don't really see a lot from her. One of my favorite Wes Anderson shots is when Zero is running or like kind of uh, escaping from her room when her boss comes in to check on her. And it shows him he he crawls out the, the little uh, hatch in the roof, runs yeah. to the left. Then you see like off in the background him running back to the right across a rooftop and leaping onto another one. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a quirky, completely unnecessary scene, but it was it was just so well crafted and and beautiful it was it's a little touches like that that i think really set him apart as as a really special filmmaker yeah logan you watched blue is the warmest color did you notice <laughs> leia sedu in this she was in this yes very briefly no who I is did, she in i blue did not is color she was a servant okay oh she that uh was she the person in the manor? In like the In um Tilda Swinton's manor? Tilda Swinton was in this? What? <laughs> she was, Tilda, Tilda Swinton, Swinton was, the, was old lady. the old lady that died. The oh, oh wow. I didn't even realize that. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. good makeup. <laughs> yeah. That some and really see, that's good another makeup. thing that I thought was just absolutely bizarre, but not at all out of style for him or out of character for the choices that he makes to have this younger woman <laughs> yeah. dressed up like a, a 85 year old woman. And uh, I read that he said something about that, that he, you know, was saying, Oh, uh, you know, we normally don't have, you know, crazy, huge, vast budgets. You know, it's uh, a little on the smaller scale, but He's like, when it came to old person makeup, I was like, let's just get the best we can. <laughs> <laughs> like, so let's weird. just really spring for this. That's so and, weird. and I thought that was cool, though, because that's one thing that it seems like every movie 
<laughs> old person makeup looks horrible. It looks like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, I think it's probably because in, in most of them, you're following the actor as a young person, and then they're an old person for a very short period of time. So they probably do, like, skimp on the budget at that point. Yeah. That's I a- mean, this was kind of... I mean, they never showed her young, so I guess they felt like they had to get it right. Yeah. (laughs) That's something every movie, um, like the (laughs) most serious film you see, you see old person makeup and it just looks like fucking joke. (laughs) Like I just start laughing and I'm like, what? Seriously, you guys, you went with this? (laughs) All right. Um, Matt, did you say your favorite part? Oh shit! I don't know. Pass. Come back to me now that both of you have. <laughs> well, there's only. Things. I was gonna say there's only three of us now. Wait, let's get Dylan's favorite part. Ah, uh, my favorite part was. I'm just kidding. That's me, everybody. Dylan, oh, what's your favorite man. part? Dylan. Dylan is no longer with us. On the podcast, I should be clear. Yeah, he is. See, listen. Hey, Dylan. Logan, do your Dylan impression. I think Logan's gone. I'm Dylan? (laughs) Logan is gone, but Dylan's back. Hey, Dylan, you're playing with a cat. How nice. Yep, that's so Dylan. (laughs) I'm going to Dylan refers to himself in third person. You're gonna... That's so Dylan. And then like the fourth episode of the series. He just disappears. <laughs> With no explanation. <laughs> yep, that's Dylan. That's so Dylan. <laughs> but yeah, so do we want to talk about what we've been watching and stuff? Yeah, while you guys talk about that, I'm going to try and think of my favorite scene in the movie and Kevin can edit it. <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, Kevin, turn up the twos on this part. I don't know what that means. Just more editing notes. Oh, turn up the twos, the terrible twos. So I make the twos into turnips. Yes, it what... means it means uh, turn up the fart sound effects. Oh, okay. Hold All on. the farting. All right, four farts that? a day, four farts a week. What have you been watching? So, Kevin, what have you been watching? What have you been watching recently? I have watched so much shit since we've last recorded. I don't know where to start. I don't know if I mentioned last time that I watched Godzilla. Oh, yeah, you did. But we didn't talk about that. I fell asleep. I thought it was kind of boring. That's understandable. It wasn't very good. It was all right. Made money. I mean, it made that giant, green. Son. Giant monsters fighting each other is always kind of fun, but and apparently Godzilla shoots lasers out of his mouth now, which is amazing. Well, I don't he, know why it took so long to make that happen. No, he shoots like fire. That's what it was. He had like a fire breath. I thought like he had dragon. fucking eye rays. No, I don't think so. No, yeah, that was a dream you had, dude. Probably a pretty cool one. What else, you have guys? I... What? 
Was it Mecha Godzilla? I'm thinking of probably. You're probably thinking Possibly, of Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, okay. Um, I think he had Fire Breath too, or any shot missiles. Mecha Godzilla had everything. You might be thinking of the Dragon Sword for Power Rangers. I might be thinking of Pacific Rim, which was Mecha Godzilla with added stupid, confusing <laughs> explanations of things. I took uh, my daughter to see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and she loved it. She said it's like her favorite movie. <laughs> you said she loved the parts where the monkeys were riding horses? When it first shows the monkeys riding horses, shooting guns, she's just laughing her ass off. I mean, it's not a comedic scene. <laughs> she's just like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Sounds like a comedic scene to me. Yeah. And the one part, like, it's, there's one part where uh, the the worst ape is riding, and he's got two machine guns, like, screaming and shooting <laughs> and riding the horse, and she's just falling out of the seat. I'm like, this yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> uh, but we really enjoyed that. Um, I watched the second season of Orphan Black. Have y'all watched any of that? I've not watched the second season yet. I've watched all the first season, but I haven't really watched any of the second yet. If we started our DVD exchange, I could I could hook you up. You have I it on DVD? What? Yeah, I think I got it for twenty bucks. I didn't even know it was on DVD yet. The second yeah. season. And basically, I, you, I got the hard copy at the same price I would have got the digital copy. For, you got a so bootleg copy? It. Oh, okay. No, it was Blu-ray, and it's good. The main actress, I don't think she gets enough credit. I, I mean, I was probably halfway through the first season. Before I really started thinking, wait, she's playing every character and she's doing it really yeah. well. And they're all really different, too. Yeah, Pretty amazing. Great. I assume she was English, but it turns out she's like Canadian. Yep, it's a so, Canadian show. It's all filmed in Canada, for sure. So yeah, she's, she's done American, she's done British, German, uh, whatever the, the, is it Hannah? The blonde-haired uh, yeah. character's name? It's a it's a good show. Yeah, it's a very cool show. I haven't watched I haven't finished the second season yet. I watched a couple episodes, but I remember getting really into it. It's also one of the few shows that have a, a female lead and she's like most of the cast as well. If there if I had a criticism of it, it doesn't always seem like there's a lot at stake, but then like something crazy as hell will happen and it's like Yeah, I just love the way she she plays the what's the the soccer moms? Yeah, Kinsley, I think. That doesn't sound right. I'm pretty sure it's Kinsley. But she's she's hilarious. Yeah. I can't think of any other movies off the top of my head. I did notice, and this is a possible future selection for me, that uh, Wake and Fright is now on Amazon. You can rent it for three bucks. Maybe it's uh, Allison? Allison, that's it, yes. Okay. I want to see if there was someone named Kinsley or something on that show, but... Her neighbor. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, okay. Ainsley. Ainsley. Okay. But uh, what have you been watching? I've been watching a ton of anime. <laughs> I I watched uh, Knights of Sidonia, which is alright. I also watched, I watched another series. I don't even remember what I watched anymore. <laughs> like, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's um, been a couple weeks. I mean, I watched not all of Knights of Sidonia. I watched another series, which I don't remember. And I watched, uh, started watching Legend of the Legendary Heroes. 
And that's actually kind of a lot better than I thought it would be. Legend of the Legendary Heroes? Yes. Yes, I thought it was going to be like something stupid and comedic. Which there are some stupid and comedic parts, but it's actually really dark. It was Knights of Sidonia, the like Netflix thing? Yeah, it's all like... It's all kind of uh, done in 3D with uh, 2D renderings done over it. It's pretty neat, actually. I started watching that and then stopped, and then I haven't gone back to it yet. It reminds me a lot of Attack, Attack on Titan, but it's not as good. Uh, I didn't watch it long enough to get anything out of it at all. <laughs> Have you seen Attack on Titan? Uh, yes. That show is really, really good. I also, uh, I haven't seen the second season of Orphan Black, but um, the first season I have not seen also. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime, so check it out. It's it's good. Oh, the, the free? Yeah. The other show I watched, remember, Sword Art Online. Say it Sword again. Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. That's the movie I watched, or the show I watched. And that was very, very good. Sounds like an instructional thing. <laughs> it pretty much involves these kids Just like draw this happy little sword. Well, they have a they put <laughs> this thing on their heads where they're completely immense in the game, and then they all get trapped in there by the person who created it. And if they die in the game, they die in real life. And they Whoa. pretty much have to. They're all in comas pretty much, and they have to. They have to beat the game. So pretty much, people are just living in the game, and people are dying, and there's. People just living in the game, being like setting up shops and stuff, and there's guys trying to beat it. It's I just thought of two dark. more things. It's really good, though. I just thought of just thought of two more things I've seen. Under the skin. I heard good things about that. I've not watched that yet. Very weird. Very very weird. And uh, cheap thrills. Have you heard about that one? I've heard good things about that too. Cheap thrills. I enjoyed it. It's. I... I really liked the performances most of all. It's got um, Pat Healy. Yes. Yes. And Ethan Embry and David Koechner and Sarah Paxton. Um, yep. That's everything I know about cheap drills. <laughs> basically, uh, David Koechner and Sarah Paxton convince the other two to do increasingly crazy dares for money. Okay, that... Um, that, that's everything I know about Cheap Trolls. Yeah. yeah. Ethan Embry's kind of like a criminal, and Pat Healy has literally just lost his job. Yeah, and kind of he was already, yeah, he was already in debt. And so, yeah, it gets, it gets nuts. I would recommend... I, I Honestly, it depends. I would recommend Under the Skin to you guys just because it is so weird and gives absolutely <laughs> no explanation as to what's going on but like people I work with or people who don't have much interest in movies I'd be like do not rent this you will be so fucking bored <laughs> that's um that's one of those movies that I am aware of and like yeah I'm interested in watching it but not interested enough to like stand up and go pursue it go <laughs> Like, go get something that will allow me to watch it. Yeah, I I feel the same way, because it looks cool, but I, I have a backlog of... <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, like, my, like, like stuff stuff that's readily available <laughs> that you could watch. Yeah, there's stuff like, oh, I still need to watch 
John Carpenter's The Thing. That is a thing that I need yeah, to watch. Yeah, that's about 30 years old, dude. You yeah. haven't watched it yet, or are you saying, I, like, I you're planning to, on re-watching it? I, need to wa- I haven't watched it ever. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I just need to watch Troll okay. Hunter, which people have recommended me two year, or four years ago, which I really wanted to watch. I never got around to watching that either. To be totally honest, you can skip both of those movies. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I get it. If, if you want to watch them, then watch them. Have we talked about, has anyone else seen um, 22 Jump Street? No. no, I almost went this week, and then I didn't, for reasons. It's at the Dollar Theater now, so or it will be tomorrow. I yeah, would, I would to highly say. recommend it. It's very funny. Yeah, I really liked the first one. The first 22 Jump Street. I would say it, it might even be funnier. I'm, I have faith that it is. So, Matt, are you picking... Um, the Purge Anarchy for your next movie? Nope. Nobody uh, asked me what I wanted to watch. Also, it's... it's I did ask you. I know. I'm just saying in the future, you, you could totally pick that. Okay. Thanks for putting that worm in my head. Yeah. I might watch that regardless, because I've been mean to watch The Purge Anarchy, because it looked better than the original. I hate... I did not like the first one. I didn't watch the first one, because I heard almost nothing but bad things about it or mediocre things about it. And it just well, didn't I, seem something I, like I would care about where this one seems to be what I wanted to see from the purge, like in the exactly of, of the yes, normal people. Thank you. Yes. Exactly. Like the first one, it was just the premise, what, which I never saw it. <laughs> so I'm not judging the movie. I'm just saying it seems like the premise was fucking crazy that all laws are suspended but then it seems like the movie was basically just the strangers. Yeah, this one looks like it hits a lot more of the things that you'd be more curious about. But from what I understand, it seems like one guy is out there trying to help people. Yeah, that's what I hear. Which that seems like a weird entry point, but I don't know how else you would. That sounds interesting. I want, I want, here's what I want: I want Richard Linkletter to direct the Purge movie. <laughs> I think that would be kind of uh, amazing. He can direct it just like he did. Um, what was it, Slacker? Was that him? <laughs> Where they just pass the cameras off? Yeah, it just goes from one <laughs> one situation to another. Throughout the whole day. Holy shit! Wow, I didn't think of that when you said Richard Linklater directing the Birch. But yeah. Actually, where the whole thing, there's nothing for you to really latch on to. <laughs> right. Just, so should we tweet You're him? just seeing all of the shit that's happening in the purge. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like fucking great. Every possible situation, yeah. That's one of those um, things, if I heard somebody was actually doing that, I'd be like, wow, that doesn't sound like it's necessarily a good movie, but I really want to watch it. <laughs> um, I also rented uh, The Raid 2, but I did not get to watch it. Oh, it's so hey, good. Hey, I kept it for two me. days and didn't get to watch it. Wait, but you returned it? Pretty, uh, yeah. You fucking dickhead. You should have lent it to me. I was, like, going out of town. So you fucking can't tell me where you left it and I'll go get it? Yeah, I'll just leave it out by the road. Or inside where I have a key to? That's Shut craziness. Up. That's crazy talk. Well, you asshole. I thought, I assumed it'd be like, you know, an hour 45, two hours. First, you don't like ask me what movie I minutes. saw. I just, I didn't have time at any point. I didn't realize it was so damn long. 
Yeah, it's a really Kevin. long film. It's also a really good film. Kevin, have you uh, watched... I'll try to check it out. Have you watched Dread? I still have not watched that. I do have it. Um, I started it one night and never got to watch it. You should just go ahead and watch Dread and then just uh, uh, imagine in your head that it's the Raid 600. <laughs> I it's actually, the I 600th to... sequel to the Raid. I will, when we're done tonight, Ooh. I'll probably watch Sharknado 2 with Leela. Oh, the, boy. <laughs> the Raid 2 is such a great film. It's such a fantastic movie. I really would recommend checking that out. All right, man. I'll totally uh, rent it again. I've already spent like five, six bucks on it. I should have went it's, and bought it. It's, you should have just gone and seen it in theaters. You should have rented it for one day, given it to me, and then I would have told you about it. And all you would have been like, I can't tell you about it. You need to watch this movie. <laughs> I probably would have. <laughs> Like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> or I would have just made up something. Hey, Matt, have you watched anything lately? Uh, sort of, maybe. So, yeah. Okay, thanks. I was, uh, real sad for the past week or two for some personal reasons. Uh, and immediately following those reasons, I did watch over 50 episodes of Cheers one weekend. That's a lot of episodes of Cheers, dude. Yep. Over a weekend? Wait, wait. Yeah. 30 minutes an episode. I did the math. It's roughly, it's a little over 20 hours, I think. Wow. I didn't do anything else that weekend. And it's still a great show, right? It's a good show. It's not something you have to watch, but if you get real sad and just want to sit in front of the TV for 20 hours, put on Cheers. How would you say it's influenced the modern day sitcom? Lots of ways. That's a whole nother podcast, honestly. <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind then. <laughs> oh, actually We should have bonus episodes. That would be good. Hey, did uh did I talk about House of the Devil on here? I watched that a few weeks ago, but I don't remember if I ever brought it up on the podcast. You told me that you watched it. I don't I don't think you did say it on the I didn't bring it up. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Well I watched that. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely liked it more than the Sacrament. It was, it was another <laughs> Ty West movie. That's that's not even something you have to say out loud. Well, I liked it a lot more than the Sacrament, uh, but it was still. Yeah. I I actually really liked it for most of the movie. Uh, I have I have a couple problems with the ending. That's because uh, the ending is dumb and. and... <laughs> But, and totally, like, just exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> like, there's the last But I think few... that's part of what makes the, the first part so good, is you're like, okay, what's going to happen now? Okay, what's going to happen now? I think so, too. Like, I was totally, I really that's liked why I don't, all that's of that why I don't part. don't hold it against it. And that's then it's I... just, like, the last few beats, they... Like the last few beats of the movie, I totally that's exactly what I saw coming, which I don't necessarily like. I don't necessarily hold that against a movie that you see something coming, but I don't know. I didn't particularly enjoy that bit of it. And um, there was some stuff when some shit starts going down towards the ending where it was kind of unclear what was going on. Like, it, it just wasn't shot very well. 
Like I kept having questions like, wait, where the fuck did that come from? Like, and what just happened to that person? It seems something happened to them, but I don't know what. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> like, okay, I can I can tell that this person just cut that person, but I don't know how or with what. It did have some some head scratching parts, and like you said, the end is exceedingly predictable. But there's within that within that ending, I think there was some weird enough shit. And surprising things that more than carried it through. I just, the buildup of that movie is so good that, I mean, that's the reason Ty West is still making films, honestly. Is the buildup? I mean, I liked The Innkeepers, but even it was nowhere near as as good as The House of the Devil. I don't remember and, we and everything, about The Innkeepers. I, don't, I think we might have touched on it during uh, The Sacrament. I either want to mention it if we didn't mention it or I just repeat myself <laughs> that my favorite part of the innkeepers was the something in the very last shot that you probably won't even notice. I looked for it and didn't see it. So, yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> if but, uh... actually if if that part if it were obvious, if it were something you would definitely see, I wouldn't like it as much. That would not be my favorite part. But because it's something you probably won't see. It's supposed to it. be kind of subliminal, right? I don't know if even subliminal is the right word. I I don't know. I Oh boy. <laughs> I just really like the fact that it's something I don't know how anybody saw it, like, without looking for it, without hearing that that's a thing that is there. That's how you saw it? Yeah, I totally okay. didn't see it the first time. See, I or thought the you second... thought you saw it. And I'm no, like... I didn't see it, like, the second, third, or fourth, or fifth times either. We kept backing it up, and then eventually we're like, oh, that's where it is, right there. Yeah, and then I was like, I, I was looking on a phone, but, yeah, I, I could not see it it up on your computer it's on netflix streaming yeah but then you gotta fast forward oh or watch the whole thing it'll take 30 seconds yeah just watch the whole thing you got nothing to do (laughs) i I can watch dread all right watch watch dread and then at the very end watch the (laughs) end of the i could probably get it on youtube right what the last thing with like yeah. little arrows popping up to point yes out. circles maybe check that out maybe okay all right dylan what have you been watching uh hey guys i've been watching my cats lick <laughs> my balls and computer beach party yeah computer beach party i don't have the dylan impression down which is why <laughs> <laughs> I was why I say a couple of words and then bail on it. Yeah, it's one of those things that kind of has to be spontaneous for me, or I I think about it too much. I miss uh, Dylan. Hey guys, I'm I miss him too. It's questions, man. It's questions. Yeah, Dylan was cool. No one can no one can replicate his questions. I hope. I mean, not... this podcast can can proceed without him, but I hope he's not legitimately dead. <laughs> Even if he was, we would have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how we would ever find that out. Yeah, I even like sent him. A, apparently, we he was alive because someone saw him 
out in the wild in his habitat. <laughs> Jill knows the person who, who there saw was, him. There was like a hazy photo of him in the paper. <laughs> in, a, in a fuzzy suit walking through the forest. But it was like, I actually sent him a text. I'm like, Dylan, are you alive? Seriously, just let me know. We're really worried about you. <laughs> no response. Uh. But someone... Said they saw him, so I guess he's alive. She was probably lying. Oh, what if she killed him? She's trying to cover oh, it up. Oh, that's, man, that's, that's good. Really, yeah. We have to investigate now. Wait, did you say that's good? That's good as far as plot twists go. This is Dylan's life. Quit joking around, Kevin. This is the story of Dylan's life. We have to. Let's, let's shoot that movie of Dylan's life. He'll be in the Who, first 15 minutes and Dylan? then he won't yeah. be there. It'll be called I Have Some Questions. <laughs> no, it'll be called Gone Boy. <laughs> gone Boy Gone? No, just Gone Boy. I don't think I get that. That's the name of the new movie that, uh, well, Gone Girl is the name that of the movie that Ben Affleck's putting out. Oh, I hadn't I'm not heard sure of this. he directs it, but it's like. Uh, oh, is that know. the is that the name of the new Batman movie? Yes, Gone Girl. Hmm. And it's actually Gone Girl. That's better than all of the other Batman movie names. I've heard that. I seen like stills stills of the Dawn of Justice trailer, and I'm not sure what everyone was freaking out about. Freaking it out looks, about it actually kind of what it looks like to me is the um, kind of looks like the old Batman cartoon. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean it's not bad, but it's like uh, apparently it caused a huge commotion at Comic Con. Oh, I'm sure it'll be garbagey. But they show. I don't like, know. I'm, I, I'm I sure. I'm sure, Kevin. I'm sure you're going to go see it, and you'll be like, "Wow, those." Just still photos looked a lot better than this fucking garbage movie. It it very much though. It looked kind of like because you don't see Batman's eyes, you see kind of like a white, uh, possibly even glowing, like he's in some kind of mechanized suit. And then like up Arms in the air up. is is Superman with his red eyes. Yeah, I'm sure it'll suck ass. Um, I'm still gonna watch that shit like. Uh, yeah, I'm going it's to like, also. I'm speaking sh- of comic book movies. Oh yeah, speaking of comic book movies. Speaking of comic book movies, you guys hear the Soska sisters are directing a Painkiller Jane film. No, I did not hear I that, and I do not know what any of those words mean. Okay, well, Matt, do you have any <laughs> idea what any of that stuff is? Yeah, but I have not fucking heard that. Well, the. They announced it at Comic-Con. Who is directing it, this film now? The Soska sisters. And what else are, are they known for? Uh, Dead Hooker in a Trunk and American Mary. Wow. I am completely... And they have a, of these films. a film coming out this year, See No Evil 2. They're directing that. And they're directing another film called Vendetta. After well, that. Why didn't you mention Painkiller Jane? And Painkiller Jane's going to be out after that. Because they're going to be filling that. Some busy ladies. So this is this is far enough off. It might not happen. It's far enough off that they have. They're like this is 
they're going to be directing and hasn't started filming yet. So, just like Ant Man. I don't know. The Sasuke sisters get shit done, and I think it'll be. <laughs> I think it'll be pretty cool. Because I I watched American Mary. It was pretty good, and I like supporting women directors in the horror genre. That's very sexist of you. There's not many female directors, so I mean, if there's good female directors, I want to watch their movies. I'm JKing. There's not enough diversity in horror, unfortunately, director-wise. Yeah, because it's a, <laughs> it's traditionally a pretty pornographic uh, genre. Uh. Not really. I mean, there's usually there's a lot of time there is naked women and such, but a lot of the time in horror. No, films, that's not even what I'm saying when I'm say pornographic. I just mean like it's just there to do a thing, and people like the people fucking producing it don't really give a shit about oh, okay. how good okay. it is. When you when yeah, you get of, down to it, aren't like all that. films kind of pornographic? Yes. Okay. Especially I, uh, big budget if, Hollywood films. If you've ever looked at my definition. if you've ever looked at my internet compass, art is southwest, which is fuck. All right, cut this out. <laughs> Pick up my internet compass. I um was at Redbox today outside the Circle K, and as I was walking away from it, this uh, older Mexican guy is like, "Is there any porno in there?" And I'm like, uh, uh, maybe in the Lego movie? I'm not sure. <laughs> and, he, and he laughed, and uh, he like followed me into the store later, and he's like, uh, what'd you rent? I'm like, the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, put this back at the end of the thing and make me sound less stupid than I am. I absolutely will not do that. Uh, if you ever look at my internet compass that I made... On depressingsciencethere.com. Art Wait, is, is it depressingsciencethere.com? Depressingsciencethere.com. <laughs> I think you got your own website wrong, dude. Is it just, you say nope, depressingsciencebear.com? Depressingsciencebear. Depressingsciencebear. Depressingsciencebear can fight robot suit, man. Oh, you're confusing my brand. Okay. <laughs> depressingsciencehairs.com is... If you look at a... There's an internet compass, uh, and art is Southwest or uh, porn by a name chatter. Is this what we just waited ten minutes for? Because I don't know what you just said. It was one minute. It was at least six minutes. Art is nope. It wasn't. <laughs> it was less than one minute. It was. I told a whole story. Because I didn't want to fucking interrupt your goddamn story. Do you want me to yell at you in the middle of your story and fucking tell you, oh, hey, shut up with the thing you're saying about no, the fucking guy. No, that'd be really rude. Saw you and was asking if there was porn on the thing. That'd be really rude of you. No, don't do that. Exactly. So I waited. I don't appreciate being yelled at, like, for any reason. Well, why don't you fuck yourself? <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> Anyways, art is halfway between porn and a name chatter. I believe that. It's between the two? Yep, it's the midway point. Interesting. So this compass has three directions? 
No, it has four cardinal directions and four ordinal directions. Art is an ordinal direction. What's north? Shopping. Ah, interesting. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> online shopping or shopping in general? Uh, all of this actually is online because it's the internet compass. <laughs> You can take the the internet anywhere. But it's all As long as you don't leave the internet. (laughs) You can't take the internet to somewhere that is not the internet. Sure you can. No, you can't. I take the internet with me to work. I take it with me to uh, Target. Okay. Okay, so you're saying you can carry a device that can access the internet with you anywhere. Thereby taking the internet with me. I just imagine the IT crowd when you guys are talking about this. Where <laughs> <laughs> the scene where uh, they convince Jen that the internet <laughs> is in a box. Yeah. And then everyone's really impressed that she got the internet. They don't know what. <laughs> Like, they thought she was going to make a fool of herself, but nobody else there knows any better. Yeah. They're like, oh, wow. (laughs) She's like, please, no flash photography. You could disrupt the internet. Oh, so the IT crowd recommend. That's a good show. Ten stars. Yep. By the way, I'm on the second season. That was my Dylan impression, by the way. Yeah, it sounded pretty good. Uh, Thanks. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it was good. Aren't they having like an IT crowd movie or something? It's out there now. Oh, cool. I yeah. they they did like a Christmas special that I'd never seen. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, I have to see if I can it's get like that. The, I think it's also like series finale, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. Uh, at least it's getting a finale, you know. I'm on the uh, I'm on the second season of Oranges: The New Black. That's a pretty good show. I saw the first episode of the first season. It's pretty good, pretty good. All right, so should I pick that movie or whatever? Hey, is Logan. It, is it that time? Yeah, I think when somebody says "pretty good, pretty good," <laughs> it's time to wrap <laughs> it up. All right. So, uh, hey, hey. Logan, hey! hey. <laughs> do you want to pick that? Do you want to pick movie? Kevin, you say. Or, hey, Logan, would you like to pick that movie or whatever? Did it wrong, Matt. You say it. You say hey, it. Hey, Logan. Right. Time to pick that movie or whatever. That was not better than mine. It wasn't, but whatever. We're gonna hey, night. Hey, <laughs> Logan. Do you want to pick that movie or whatever? Hey, that was not you don't, bad. You don't ask me if I want to pick the movie. You command me. You say, hey, hey, Logan, pick that goddamn movie before I slap that fucking smirk off your goddamn face, you piece of shit. <laughs> Much better. I picked Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. All right. Let's All right, go did, now. Did, did, you, did you pick this just because it's a good pick, or did you pick it to be kind to us because you know we'll all be spending money on this movie anyway? I picked it because I'm a big fan of James Gunn. 
I've been anticipating this film since it was announced that he would be directing it. I think I've been anticipating it a little longer than that. Like before, as soon as it was announced. No, like before yeah, that. It was like before it was even an idea that it was going to be a movie. Yeah, I was just hoping. Like I was reading the Guardians of the Galaxy and just like it should be a movie. I'm just pleased to see uh, Chris Pratt like kind of exploding. He's so goddamn funny. Are you saying he's overweight? He just wants to see no. Chris Pratt explode. <laughs> in fact, I think he's like uh, really in shape for this movie. Kind of just like I'm so glad Chris Pratt is exploding. I hate that guy. No, I like him. I want to see him blow but up. Anybody exploding is pretty cool. I took that another way. Like Kevin liked him a lot. Like I want to see him exploding. <laughs> oh, oh man! In that movie, there. <laughs> in that movie, Kevin thought up. <laughs> I... <laughs> we just established that all all acting is pornography. So. Well, like I remember the movie you said. You said Peter's out. <laughs> is that the movie? <laughs> The, uh, Talked the about porn... last week. <laughs> the porn Is that the version... name of the movie? Because that'd be a pretty good name for a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter's the, porn... Out. the porn parody is Guardians of the Gay Ass. See? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Also starring Chris Pratt. Alright, but I picked this because I like James Gunn a lot. I like his stuff. He's a trauma alum, and I love me some trauma films. I actually, uh, I have a book written by the head of trauma. Walt- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Gunn actually does an intro for yeah. the book that I read, yeah. and it was it's quite illuminating to see what kind of character this guy is. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. I mean, I've watched interviews with him. I like with him. It, Super was fucking great, right? Yeah, Super was awesome. I really liked Slither. He wrote the Dawn of the Dead remake, which I really enjoyed. Movie. Was that the one with Sarah Polly? I think so, yeah. And Ving Rhames? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever saw that one. It's pretty, it's pretty good. good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Hmm. Was it as good as the original? Yeah, uh, it's better than the original. The original's so silly. Wait, so you saw it? I own it. The original, though, uh, it has that thing of, all right, this is a super low-budget, in-the-past-times movie. Kind of get a pass. I had it on Blu-ray, and it is very (laughs) low-budget. Oh, yeah. It's never been more evident that it was low-budget. But, I mean, it's it's not as good as I remember watching it the first time. It it gets kind of uh, boring. But it's, it's a fun zombie movie. Are you talking about the second one or the first one? The first one is not as good as the second one, in my opinion. The second which one, one, which is one were you talking about, though, is what I was the asking. The first one. Okay. If I were going to recommend one, I'd recommend two. I love how that came out of my mouth. It's so stupid. <laughs> you love how that number two came out of your mouth? I said if I was going to recommend one, I would recommend two. Oh, number humor. Love those numbers. Numbers are the best. All right, so I'll see you guys uh, Tuesday. Later. All right, that wraps things up here, guys. Good. My name's Kevin. Bye. Did we introduce ourselves? Yeah, we did. I think we did. I'm Matt. 
He's mad, everybody. Good Hi, night. Kevin. Where's Logan? I'm here. Good night, guys. Night, Logan. And Bye. that's a wrap. Oh, wait. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey, Let's Talk About the Movie or wherever you can rate and review on iTunes. Please do that if you can. And subscribe and listen on Stitcher and the 